Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Elizabeth Thomas How romantic are you slash can you be? Um, listeners may not actually think this, but I'm an incredibly romantic Incredibly person. romantic. See, I had an inkling. Um, but just I'm a because sucker for romance. And if I'm actually into you, like I, I can be incredibly romantic. I've the greatest present that I ever bought somebody and the greatest romantic ruse that I went through um, was an ex of mine who we shall not say his name. Um, he'd been looking for ages at this like cherry red bass guitar mm. online that beautiful. was just it was really beautiful but he just kept looking at it going yeah I'll never buy it because it's too expensive but blah 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 and he'd sent the guy a couple of messages back and forth and the guy was just a real jerk and not budging on price and I couldn't afford it so I contacted his family and I just went look here's the thing he's he's desperate to have mm. it let's is there any way you want to contribute and so they contributed to it we ended up buying it I was in Sydney the guitar was in Brisbane I got my dad to go and pick it up gave it like and we had it away and then a couple of weeks later he was like oh no it's sold I don't so yep. then he went on an obsessive look for another one because he wanted to buy the other one and he's like I found this other one I'm gonna buy it I found it I'm not gonna miss out this time and I'm freaking the fuck out so I contacted the guy on eBay who was in a completely different state and I just said, look, this is going to sound really stupid, but my boyfriend's supposed to be coming around to your house this afternoon to try out don't your guitar. Don't, don't can you not sell it to him or can you say that you're not available or because we've already bought one and this guy was like, you're just the best fucking girlfriend ever. So he like wrote back to to my boyfriend at the time and went, yeah, man, sorry, the, the guitars. Like he could have been an asshole and sold yeah, it to him because yeah, he would have had it going. He's like, no, I've just got it out to play and it just doesn't play anymore. I don't know what to say, man, and gave it to him for his birthday. Like, And it's not because it cost a lot of money, but it's because he was something that he really, really wanted. Yeah, and right. I was like not above contacting a stranger to ask them to lie for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that we could have a good surprise. But like I, like I love doing things for people in the language that they respond to. So something that will mean a lot to somebody you know like I've kept I've kept like little stubs of things that I've done on dates with people and given it back to them and they've really appreciated the fact that I would oh, sweet. I'm sentimental I just haven't met anyone who's worthy of that romance that, that, in that a while can, that, <laughs> that can happen are you romantic uh yes yeah. I, I will uh concede to that um my romance style is sort of a sort of an everyday is a, you should be Romantic yeah. every day is sort of my um, so my romantic surprises will be it'll be a poem. I know, I'm no, I know, that's I know, adorable. I know, shut up, I know, I know. <laughs> 
I was going to say that whether you what whatever uh, reaction yeah, you kicked yeah, up yeah. on. I know, I know. It's if a wanky. I said, Get out, it's a wanky. Or if I said that's yeah. adorable, he's like, I know. Uh, I know. So so yes, moments, little moments like that to, well, to yeah, bring me, the romance. Me too, but I just wanted to really big myself yes. up with the lengths yeah. that I'll go to. Uh, <laughs> as I play, I play bass guitar myself. A woman has never bought me a bass guitar, so I'm I'm all. I the will see if I can show you a photo of this one. It was like a beautiful vintage oh. cherry red seventies. Like it was, it was amazing. Amazing. Beauty. Um, I regret it now, but at the time, the, the the act of getting someone something that they were desperate for just made me so happy. A very big, grand, beautiful gesture, Liz. Thank and you. What a ramp to uh, uh, intro us into our ghost into our ghost of uh, episode today. It's yes. a it's a regular episode. We have a, with a with we a have guest. a guest. A we have a guest, guest who is probably one of the. In fact, I think he's the podcast guest that I've been friends with for the longest out of any podcast guest that we've oh, had on at this point. Um, his name is Clint Skeen. Hi, Clint. Hello, Hello. Clint. Hello. How um, are you doing? We've been friends since high school, since probably about grade. Oh, at least ten. ten. Wow. At least yeah. ten. Yeah. Good on you. I'm not going to yeah. say how old we are. No, but no, 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 twentieth high school reunion coming up next year. But anyway, yeah, I won't be going. Oh god, oh god. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. not yeah, we didn't go to the same school, <laughs> no, but um, no. we we travelled in the same friendship circles and mm. and whatnot. Um, and so the reason why I've brought Clint on today is because he has a story that I think is very important, um, and that I think people need to listen to. Uh, Tom has not been briefed no, I on anything. No. Um, how do we start this one? And I've been thinking about this for the ne- last couple it's of days. It's tricky, yeah. It's hard to start, but I think, can we start literally at the start? Of, you want to start right at yeah. the beginning? Yeah. So for this one, we're not going to do the normal rules. Like we do have the normal rules in play, but they won't need to be yeah. in play. We're not going to learn here. Yeah. Um, so let's... Let's start from... I feel like we're being very cryptic. I know, I'm being, <laughs> being so yes. cryptic. We're being very I'm not cryptic. trying to like... I'm just trying to let the story evolve organically. Evolve yeah. yeah. So right. so, so I, I'll just should just I just start okay. right. start from start from where you feel like you right. want to start. This is a this is a um, a story about uh, my wife, uh, Raphael. Um, she's a beautiful jazz singer um, in Brisbane and um, a singing teacher and just an all-round wonderful person. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, and uh, just to prepare everyone up front, um, this is about uh, uh, the time that we had together and how actually bowel cancer was what took us apart. Right. So just so everyone's prepared. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Including this is also hard for myself as I try to prepare. Oh, that's yes. fair, that's well. fair enough. Um, so where did you meet? Yeah, Ralph? we first met. This is this is this is the thing. So I I, I was like I got married very young in a, in a previous marriage. Um, at around twenty three years old. Yeah. <laughs> and um, which um, I now look back and go, I was a baby, and everyone was saying you're a baby, and I was like, shut up, I'm an adult. <laughs> um, but you know, go ahead and got married, and then um, uh. uh knows all about that as well. Oh, uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, knows through that period. Um, and then after that, um, I was uh, very sort of like, you know, broken as a person. We, got, we were married for about three years and then afterwards um, I had grown and evolved in a person, realised that I was kind of in a bit of a toxic relationship. We were toxic for each other. You so two like, were it's, it's not, not. No. No, no. We both had this <sighs> comfort in it is what it was. Well, because you'd known each other again. It yeah. was one of those high school relationships where you'd known each other when you yeah. were growing up, yeah, but you sure. didn't realise that you'd become completely fucking different people yes. as adults. Yes. Um, so, you know, um, 
40 kilos later and a lot of depression. Um, uh, come out the other side of that with uh, two cats and a mortgage that is failing. So <laughs> uh, yes. walked, walked away from basically romance and marriage and all that sort of stuff afterwards. You were was, very was, like, no, fuck this, um, I'm done yeah, with love. It's like, uh, clearly, clearly being with someone is a mistake. Yes, <laughs> is right. clearly. Yeah, clearly. This is correct. Yeah, it's clearly. It's a big yeah. mistake. <laughs> um, it's like the, the, yeah, all that sort of stuff. So um, what basically uh, happened after that is was about three years of kind of finding myself and rebuilding myself and um, having you know, a, a relationship that would last like a month or two months or something like that and mm. just like, you know, realizing more and more that like I am in no position uh, to be a partner to anyone. Um, because I can't even accept them being a partner with me. So that's what it came down to. So I went away um, and decided to uh, just work on myself and do the things that I loved. So long story short, into that, um, I was doing professional wrestling. I, was, uh, I got into professional wrestling here in Brisbane uh, with a group and uh, I got like just mad passionate about it. Yep. I used to get in the ring and be a big crazy Like we're talking full on like performance wrestling, yeah, the, not like the jumpsuit. Yes, okay. Yeah, US. The, the WWE yeah. like sort of getting the hit fun with the chair. The, the fun, fun wrestling. Yeah, the, yeah the all the fun one. stuff, big carrying on. We go all around the Fortitude Valley and all that sort of stuff, doing shows and stuff. It was great. Oh, yeah. um, and there was one night we used to do this independent shows um, where it was just done in this really dank, terrible training gym that was out <laughs> near Nunda train station. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's where we train. And we to, to get a bit of money, the, the promotion decided to like do these things on Wednesday nights um, where just like very intimate shows where trainees yeah. and, 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 you know, experienced guys would, you know, do a little show for whoever was, you know, willing to rock up and pay 20 bucks to come in or something. <laughs> like that yeah sure. so that's what we did i um was training earlier that day and i that was the day i completely ruptured my acl Ooh. in my in my left knee yep so completely ruptured my acl Bye. and um uh, instead of going to the hospital or going to anything about that i didn't go because there was a mutual friend of ours who had told me earlier um in the day um uh you know what are you doing tonight how are you doing tonight because i've got a friend i want you to meet uh-huh. and i was like okay all right, so I've blown my ACL, <laughs> um, but this doesn't happen very often. I don't get told, you know, hey, I've got someone you should actually yeah, meet. Yeah, yeah. That does not happen. And, of course, those are normally a higher percentage rate of success than Tinder or more Well, yeah, because somebody's dating. looked yeah. at your needs and their needs and who this person is and actually tried to match yep. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm appreciative of it and, you know, I'm a in pain. very, very heavy, very, very <laughs> heavy, uh, hairy, in pain guy and I'm not thinking straight and... Uh, all the white cells are flooding to the damaged yep. area. <laughs> so um, uh, I decided to stick around. Um, and stick around meant sticking around for six hours um, oh, while we waited for the show to, to happen. So meanwhile, my knee's ballooning oh up. Oh, my God. And just ballooning up. And I'm like limping around going, it's fine. It's just a sprain. <laughs> like I've got no idea what's wrong oh. with it at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, uh, it, was, it, was, it was amazing because... Uh, I was in this. I was in this space. It's a dank, terrible. It's sweaty. It's awful. It smells terrible. Like mm. it's just a gym yep. in a shed. Like it's just. It's awful. Charming. Um, and there's all these like, you know, wrestling fans who I love and adore, and they're great and everything like that. But we're a certain breed. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and uh, what basically happens is uh, this friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, comes in, and this absolute angel just walks in after yeah. her. Like just, um, uh, she was way overdressed for where she had gone, and <laughs> she was uh, clearly not exactly told what to expect by being brought into this place. Yeah, but 
like I think the thing that sort of was like instantaneous for me and everything like that was how she clearly acknowledged that. Like I saw it on her face when she walked in, she acknowledged it and then dismissed it and just went with it. And that was uh, that was um, uh, something that was just like an instinctual thing that just really hit me immediately with her. And um, what happened uh, after that was an absolute blur of who gives a crap what happens in the rest of the meeting. Her and I were just talking. Yes. Um, yes. She saw that I kind of <laughs> limped over to her in my very heavy, very sweaty, very. I was I was a lot more hairy than I am now. My beard was down to. Blood I was like, that dad. is surprising yeah. because yeah. being in lockdown and quarantine, you yeah. are quite her suit at the moment. I'm quite, yeah, <laughs> I've got quite the caveman thing going on. But like uh, at this point, um, when she first met me, my hair was down to the shoulders, and I had this beard down to my pecs and blah blah. Not that there were pecs, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it went down there and. Um, uh, the whole time she was uh, extremely sort of like you know um uh there was eye contact and there was chatting and everything like that and like when she saw me sort of limp over she immediately was just like no 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 i'll come to you and, and like, like she pulled up a chair and we both just sat down like she knew she was there to, to meet me too sort of thing right and as someone who clearly just rolls with it um <laughs> she um uh decided to um uh you know obviously embrace this this meeting and um yeah at that point uh everything else just disappeared. We just started talking. Yep. And for the rest of our entire relationship, we didn't stop talking to each other, um, which is, um, heard this on the show before and everything like that. Communication is key. Yes. And I think it was honestly our biggest strength. We were very, very honest with each other constantly. Fantastic. Um, uh, but um, yeah, sitting down, uh, the biggest thing that actually sort of locked me in and looking back, you can sort of look back at these things and realize sort of thing. Um, it was a joke about... I can't remember what the friggin' joke was, but it was it was about some guy in the ring doing a thing. And normally, what happens in a wrestling match is that someone uh, you know fights and someone loses and someone wins, that sort of yes. thing. But they were doing what's known as a false finish, and that means you know just what it sounds like. It's like, oh, this guy's gonna win. Oh, he doesn't, and then it's a switch. They yeah. did that nine times on that <laughs> night, and they shouldn't have. Yes. And so I'm helping her explain that because she, she leans over at one point and says, "Why isn't this over?" And I was like, "I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> they don't seem to be finishing." Um, um, but like uh, she, she talked about. It, she said, "Oh, it's like a Game of Thrones episode." Oh yeah, and because they were quite, they were quite long, sort of mm. thing. Um, and um, and that got us on the topic of Game of Thrones and Tyrion. And then like at that point, it turned out that um, we were both not just like we weren't just fans of Game of Thrones, but that led into talking about Lord of the Rings and being nerds yes. and then talking about fantasy stuff. And then I found out her mum is a fantasy author and she's like been on the cover of fantasy novels wow. and like all this sort of stuff. Wow. And I'm just like learning so much about this woman and everything like that. And I just did not want to stop talking to her at all. And, um, and uh, the whole time my knee is just throbbing. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like, just terrible. Um, but yeah, we ended up uh, like the afterwards they all go, I know I should go to the hospital. At this point, this is just excruciating. I know I should go to the hospital. She says, um, she says, and the rest of them are all sort of gathering up after the show saying, Hey, we're going to go get dinner. I'm like, absolutely. I'll go get dinner. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, like, uh... so I'm like just hobbling on this leg and everything. She's like, you sure? I'm like, I'm oh, fine. Don't worry about it. Uh... Um, very, very strategically at the dinner, make sure I sit opposite her and yes. like in this big group sort of thing, talking to her and everything like that. And yeah, that was uh, essentially how we, uh, we sort of first met. And um, it's funny because I'm not someone that really like very much reads signals um, okay. in terms of like someone's interested or not and everything like that. Because generally like, you try to be not, you know, get into your own head about things and just go, well, they're, they're just nice. They're just like, women can just be nice and not want to yes. sleep with you. That's yes. a thing. Um, that is a large <laughs> that is, thing. That's a thing. That was a lesson I learned in high school. But like, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, but um, that's essentially what uh, what went down with that. So, 
um, yeah, talking over the dinner and everything, um, uh, realizing that she's just a lovely person and one of them be friends with her and sort of thing in the future. So um, day two goes by, I contact on Facebook Messenger and say, hey, um, really nice meeting you, really nice meeting you, and um, uh, our friend, um, our mutual friend, um, she uh, really thinks that we should be um, uh, best friends and get to know each other better, so obviously that that's a problem, we have to, we have to deal with that. Um, and uh, yeah, just a bit of banter and all that sort of stuff go back and forth, and that's, uh, that's pretty much where everything started from there. Yeah. And so how long after that before you guys acknowledged that you were like together together? Um there was there was some funny things because there was there was there was a very very slight um bit of overlap um with her in a previous relationship, very slight like mm. a week. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was just me contacting her. We didn't we hadn't even like Here's seen, my judgy face yeah, that your yeah. friend was setting you up when you were in a previous relationship. She was unhappy in that relationship. <laughs> But it's fine. I'm not going to justify it. <laughs> but I, I, even though I just kind of did try. Um, totally did <laughs> I tried. Like, oh, it's, fine. it's fine. It worked out. Everyone's happy. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, essentially um, uh, what went on from there was um, uh, that small bit of overlap was, like, complicated and everything. And um, I sort of, like, you know, pulled back almost entirely because I was just like, look, she's got to make – she's got to make a decision sort of yeah. thing. Like, I'm here. I'm present and, and stuff, but that's it. Um, and uh, – uh, that was pretty much uh, where it sort of ended. But the thing is, like, that actually started this little hitch where I, like, wasn't really going to try and actively pursue at all because I didn't know the situation yeah. sure. um, in any way, shape, or form. Um, so it really was a ball in her court sort of si- sort of thing. And um, to her credit, she was, she, she was obviously very um, interested in the end because um, – she contacted me driving home from a gig one night just to just to chat because it's a long it was a long drive apparently mm-hmm. it was um from here to Wynnum um but you know it's not the longest drive but I took it um yeah um so we chatted all through um through that and then there was another instance where she was coming home from a gig another night um where uh she reckoned she had hurt um she we got uh, she thought she'd just drop in sort of thing. Um, so just sort of dropped in and it turned out that like no one was home at my house that evening sort of thing as well. Uh-huh. And so nothing, nothing untoward happened. Um, but, uh, she mentioned she had a like scratch on her knee or something like that. And I very, uh, there's a very vivid memory of me like, you know, like, um, holding her calf and like holding the, 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 the crease of her knee and everything like that. Look at this. And then her immediately going, well, I have to go. Um, <laughs> sort of thing. So, um, so that's what happened. And then there was a, another evening where I, um, actually like assisted her, um, and went and saw a gig of hers, um, and, um, uh, gave her and her guitarist a lift home, um, after that, um, as well. And so that was uh, the sort of the awkward interactions. And then at that point, I um, sort of like was like, okay, well, I don't think anything's really going because I don't know the situation. Um, and then one night she just calls me randomly and says, I've broken up with this guy. And I was like, I was uh-huh. like oh, oh, okay, how are you doing with that? She goes, do you want to have dinner tonight? I'm like, absolutely. Well, <laughs> great. <laughs> so, Good result. Uh, she doesn't mess around, um, which I loved. Um, but uh, yeah, essentially um, uh, went and had a thing and, and had dinner and stuff and talked about stuff and I didn't make a move at all because I, I just I'm just I'm, I'm I'm not confident with it I don't really know what I'm doing sure, I'm not the smoothest guy in the world at all um, very rough um, <laughs> but um, uh, to say to say that later when we, we, we I was driving and she wanted to drive down to the waterfront at Wynnum which, is, could be, which can be quite lovely yeah, mm. um, so we were driving down we were down parked out at the waterfront and everything like that because she still lived with her folks and at that time and, and didn't want to obviously end the date and go home sort of thing so we're sitting down and we're chatting and everything like that and to say that 
she attacked me in the car is probably a bit strong. <laughs> it um, wasn't an, an attack. She because pounced. it was it was it was an initial pounce, but then it was like a pounce back, like sort of right. thing. And from at that point, it was, it was like a well, mutual pounce. Yeah, it was it was a mutual pouncing. Um, and uh, from that point on, like it was just it was. Uh, I don't want to go too graphic, but it was it's heat and passion and yes. all that sort of stuff. Sparks, and yeah, and yeah it was. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot of. Um, simmering boiling and eventually mm. the lid got popped off so that's yeah. what happened sort of thing and um we just spent every waking minute in each other's presence as much as we could um in that moment yeah right so you've been so let's go to so you've been together a while mm. um and then you decide to go overseas together yes so we're sure we're we're together for a little bit there a couple of months um we're like in like all the way up to the neck in yep. with each other. And the opportunity to go overseas uh, comes up because Urfail's going over, was planning to go overseas with her friend Kate. Um, and I'm not sure if I was initially meant to be part of that plan, but that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, an interesting thing because I'd only been overseas once before and we were going to New York, which I'd been to once before. Oh, good. Um, so I knew a little bit about things. But... It was interesting because I'd never had to travel really with someone where I had to consider their feelings before. Mm. And like we're over there and we're having this great time. We're doing the buses, we're doing the tours, we're doing all the touristy stuff. And it's really awesome and everything like that. And I think the entire time everything is really great. Mm. Um, when we sort of returned from that, uh, from that whirlwind trip, um, uh, I learned uh, that I was not great. And um, she was second-guessing everything about, like... Because I was just, like, this selfish boy, basically. Oh, right. When you've um, only been solo traveling, like... N- I, n- I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. And... and um, But that's not her problem, Mm-mm. you know, sort of thing. So, you know, she, she doesn't have to accept that, and she yeah. didn't. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> and she didn't. Good. Communication. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, smash cut to me on my knees begging please don't <laughs> because you are literally the best thing that's ever happened to me and you are every reason uh, yes. for me to be a better man yes and um and uh, that's what i uh, went ahead and uh, and and did and then about a month or two later and the interesting thing about this was i i, I asked her for you know the, that chance to to try and prove to her that i could be a good man and and then i can be the uh the adult that she wants to be in a relationship mm, with. Yeah. And um, uh, we get uh, a call one day at work that um, she's had to go to the hospital. And I'm like, oh, holy crap. Um, because you don't just get hospital calls out of the blue sort of thing. And I didn't really know much else. I just get told um, she's at the hospital. She's fine. She's just at the hospital um, in Redlands or something. And I go, okay. But for some reason, it would turn out to be true, I had this sick awful feeling that there was actually something bad about this like they didn't tell me it was an accident or anything like that they just told me she wasn't feeling very well Mm. um and when she came back from when she had come back from new york she kind of had a bit of a flu and stuff that she didn't really shake but that's not like you know there wasn't i don't know i mean i I guess not shaking a, a flu for a month is maybe something yeah, but it's not. It's not. But alarm then you also bells, bl- blame yeah. it on jet lag and and just yeah. Having a yeah. Lot There's of a lot of reasons. From travel. Yeah. 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 Yep. So we um uh you know we're not really being dismissive, but we're not thinking it's the worst thing in the world no, or anything like that. But anyway, as I'm driving, I remember finding religion, and um uh, going uh you know please just please let yep. this not be a thing, you know let please let this just not be a big deal sort of thing, and um 
we arrived and, you know, she's in the thing. And I still remember her face being um, extremely... Um, it was one of those things where, like, the head tilt and the, and the smile sort of, like, you know, goes from, you know, really tight. And, um, and she was very happy to sort of see that I was there. And I was this, you know... I was, I was, I was kind of, I, was, I must have looked a little bit hysterical because I was so worried yeah. um, yep. when I rocked up. Yep. Um, uh, but you know, in her, in her style, she assuaged me, saying, "You know, things fine." I don't know that. We don't know anything at this point. We don't know anything. Um, and we get told it could be all sorts of things because um, uh, she has like, um, she had uh, endometriosis. How do you pronounce that? End- endometriosis. 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 Um, she had um, that going on with her and stuff and things. It could be complications from that. Like yep. we don't know like what's happening. Um, and so this goes on for a couple of weeks and they, you know, they're doing scans and doing things and everything like that. She's out of the hospital and having to come in for checkups and stuff. And eventually they do the, the doctor. I can't remember who was the doctor that did the original, uh, diag- uh diagnosis of, of what he had, but he ordered her kind of an ultrasound on her ovaries and, and sort of area because she thought it might be something to do with that and everything and kept checking and eventually found uh, that um, it wasn't uh, necessarily anything in the ovaries or, or anything attached to that. It was um, probably something in that region, in the abdominal region, so consulted and kept passing people back and forth. We went through a whole thing. Yeah. Eventually, meanwhile, sorry, meanwhile I'm at work and, and you know, working as a, um, as a tutor for a, a company teaching digital stuff just phoning it in every day while I'm worrying about this yep. <laughs> worrying about this worried stuff. out of your yeah, mind what's going on with this sort yep. of thing and um, uh, to the company's credit they were obviously very accepting of every Good. every bit of time off I had to take um, but um, uh, I remember coming to the hospital um, we had to go to um, the uh, I think it was the MARTA in Brisbane uh, one day and um, I remember rocking up I got told to, to, to rock up after work sort of thing and I get there and I can hear when I get off the elevator her very very loud sobbing and and oh crying um, to the point of like you know the, the, not to have a negative connotation but you know with a hysterical amount of yes. you know pain and, and stuff and I you know I knew that I knew that cry sort of thing so I, I you know rushing to find where that room is and everything and when I look in it's her mother and my mother both sitting on the bed with her cradling her and i'm like what the hell is fucking happening what's going on and um my mum says um uh um the doctor's talking to um uh daryl who's her father um uh, down the hall go find him um and so i'm just i'm autopilot just do what i'm told and i just go and um that's where i'm sat down in a small doctor's break room um, next to her father and told by Dr. Jim Coward, fantastic um, doctor, um, uh, that um, she has bowel cancer and that it's, at this point, they reckon it's stage three um, and uh, it appears to be something that's quite aggressive and may already be metastatic. And people yeah. who don't know what metastatic means, metastatic means very, very, very bad. It's not a good thing. No, no it's basically... Um, it's when it pops up in other places it's when in it's the body. Everywhere. Yeah. It's when it's like a Pollock painting. Like it's, yeah. yeah. And that is not impossible to overcome, but not, um, 
not high odds. This mm. is also very surprising considering she was in her late 20s. Late 20s, yes. and not and a smoker. Young. Most people won't even test you for bowel cancer if you're not of a certain age. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's very yeah. true. No yeah. history in her family of bowel cancer, nothing. Like there was no indication for anyone in any particular um, field to suspect that she would have as aggressive a cancer as she had going on in her. Wow. And their whole clue Jeez. was that she wasn't getting better from a flu. Um, right. yeah. So it's just the, I mean, credit to the doctors that did manage to, you know, spot what they spotted. But yeah, just absolutely out of left field. No mm. idea. And her dad and I immediately go into, you know, um, the fixer role Action as, best, as best yep. as we can. You know, like, what do we need to do? What happens? What's next? Um, so we learn everything that we can on that. And uh, when it's over, um, I go back into that room and I just hold her and talk to her about everything and blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah. at this point, what is this? Do you talk about your relationship or are you just focused on? It's, it's interesting. At this point, we'd been together maybe less than six months. Yeah. But you were s up to your ears with each other. Yeah. You were smitten just and D and, yeah. and you felt it. Less than six months and we were prepared to go on a holiday together and stuff. Yeah, so on, yeah. A, on an international <laughs> trip yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah right. Um, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, we go through that and um, she did something very, very funny one day when I visited her. I visited her like two or three days later um, uh, in the hospital, talking to her the whole time and, and you know, when, when can you visit and all that sort of stuff. So I visited her the next chance I get and, and um, she has this talk with me um, where she's basically giving me what she calls giving me the out. Um, uh, she said it had been less than six months um, I don't owe her anything. She knows how heavy this is. And, sorry. You're um, you're and um, to me, like that, it wasn't, it wasn't like quitter talk or anything like that. It wasn't, you know, she wasn't giving up or anything like that. But she wasn't like giving up on us. Mm. She was doing it because she, she honestly loved me. And Being considerate to you. Yeah. Your feelings. She was like, this is like, you know, in, in some ways disparaging herself. Like this is not worth sticking around and you know, putting yourself through. Sure. Because you have a chance to be out of this, and mm. so you should take it. And it was like it was, <laughs> it was like what's quicker than an instant? Because I was just like, you're, you're being yeah. ridiculous. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like I am not going <laughs> fucking anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. I mean, I'd already shit, man. I, I'd already made the decision to marry her on the holiday. Like it was just like when we're getting back, I'm finding a way to do this. And then when we get back, I learned I wasn't very good. I'm like, ah, shit, okay, reevaluate away and everything. <laughs> yeah, <right>. um, <laughs> you can do better. Let's go. Um, and um, and yeah, so we go through that process and um, of her basically saying you can go, and me going, mm, I can also stay. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, I stick around, and um, uh, we go through the the whole nine month ordeal together. And away. at what point? through this did you ask her to marry you yes um it was one it was it was the day that we found out that um she had bowel cancer um because this is about two months after or about a month or so after um we had come back from the trip and i had learned that i wasn't so great and i wanted to be better and stuff but i already knew that i wanted to definitely spend the rest of my life with this woman mm. um and um uh the day we found out on bowel cancer, I said, I don't want to wait another second. 
of not being, you know, with this yeah, woman in any I'm gonna way. I'm going to marry you. So, Come like, here. without without a lot of her knowing or anything, um, worked with my um, uh, mum and uh, everyone else that I could get involved in everything like that to, you know, organise getting a ring and do all these things. And mum donated this um, uh, diamond from her engagement ring and stuff. Oh, and we gosh. got this whole thing custom made. And I knew, you know, what her kind of style was and stuff. So I got this whole thing, like, custom made and wanted to do this whole big thing. But we couldn't really sort of do a whole big thing while she has to be in hospital sometimes and things like that. So there was a day where um, it was just us. I left. I, I, I don't even think, think I told work I wasn't coming in. I just like, cause I didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's not great. It's not professional, but I didn't care. Um, as soon as I got told by the jeweler that the ring was ready, I was like, that's the day. Grabbed the ring and immediately went to the hospital and uh, sat down on the bed next to her and, and told her that um, I loved her and I don't know where this is going or, or what's going to end up happening, but I don't care. And I just want to be with her and I want to be able to call her um, my fiance and my wife. And that's when I produced the ring and everything like that. And <laughs> Raphael feels things very, very rawly. Yeah. Um, and that was the second time I heard a very heavy, hysterical, almost painful wail um, <laughs> with a lot of more different context. Yes, <laughs> completely different um, emotion. <laughs> that time. And um, yeah, uh, it was a yes, of course. <laughs> um, uh, it's funny though, like I, I still wasn't sure. <laughs> wasn't sh- she'd given me an out just a little while earlier. Yeah, like, yeah. I was yeah, like, I was like, I don't know. Um, but uh, no, she um, she said yes, and and um, at that point uh, there was uh, um, according to her everything to to live for and to and to go for, and that was not the point of, of no. why we were doing it at all. But mm. I'm glad it, I'm glad it was something that was there. Yeah, um, and uh, God, shotgun to. Everything happening like a whirlwind of um, of tests and chemotherapy and yep. and me again just like shirking work and just going to sit by her side while she goes through chemotherapy because from what I'd heard it sucks so yeah. <laughs> it's like if you're gonna have someone with you you have them with you yeah um and so I would like sit next to her and do drawings and and talk to her and we'd um you know share music and stuff and um we had a relationship uh, in a chemo ward basically. Um, sharing our engagement through that sort of stuff, wow. and um, uh, yeah, we got to eventually do all the wedding and the engagement party stuff, and we had the engagement party at my folks' house, and had all these um, had all our friends and family there, and everything, and everything looked beautiful and it was fantastic, and um, yeah, it was just uh, shortly after that we had the uh, had the wedding, and. Um, I uh, remember it being a very, very rushed thing because normally with weddings you have rehearsals. Yes. We didn't have time for a rehearsal. Um, <laughs> we um, uh, were dealing with ups and downs of, of T-cell counts and like all sorts of weird things that, yeah, go through with, uh, that you go through with, um, with uh, cancer and stuff and pains and late nights and emergency hospital visits and blood transfusions and all these sort of things and mistakes were made and, and you know, we were lucky in some instances too. Um, uh, but uh, when it finally came time to the wedding day, <laughs> um, it was funny because it turned out that being married once before gave me a bit of a heads up on how to f- how to get everything sorted. Yes. 
You'd already had your rehearsal. Yeah, you just didn't know it was in yeah. a previous no. wedding. <laughs> no, no, I had an, I had an idea of what we were doing. Um, <laughs> so there was a we, you know, we um, we got married um, by. Uh, uh, it's funny. Uh, Raphael had an ex uh, ex boyfriend called Will, who was a pastor of the church that we got married in, and he right. was the guy who married us. <laughs> um, and Will's Will's an amazing dude; he's good. Right. Uh, but, but like, yeah, it was uh, it was quite interesting sitting there, having the there was a guy playing guitar for us for the music. That was Raphael's ex boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> There was a guy marrying us who was Raphael's ex-boyfriend and then there was me, the guy marrying her. Um, Both good dudes. Um, Good, good, good. good. But I think it it was funny sort of looking back, it's a testament to like you can't quit Raphael in any way, shape or form. No. You just love her. Right. You just love her completely. It's all a matter of whether or not she stops loving you. That's that's the only option. She just reminds me of... um, is it Ramona in Scott Pilgrim? Like how everyone <laughs> sort of still way. wants to be. They're not evil though. They just no, all, they everyone just, just gravitates. Yeah, she just she's um, uh, the way I um, the way I put it. Uh, there was a, there was a speech I gave at one point um, uh, during the wedding uh, as part of our vows, and I told her that she was um, a lighthouse, and this this iconography that I have for this lighthouse has just been extended to every single instance of her that I have this concept of something that is uh, strong and there and always will be and always provides that that light and that little bit of hope when you're lost in warmth the dark. and guidance yeah. as well. everything yeah, about it just and the fact that it can exist um, with or without you <laughs> right. was, was was something very strong about that sort of thing, mm. and that be- it's always better with. It's a beautiful image. Mm. The the ships can float off t- and disappear off the horizon, mm. but that lighthouse is always it's, there. It's, it's a constant, there. yeah, to guide you home. Yeah, yeah. wow. And uh, and if you care for it, it'll be there forever. And that was the that was the thing for me. So um, uh, her ability to you know bring people into her orbit and make them feel safe and heard and secure and better mm. was incredible. Um, she made me better and everyone she ever touched. And it's not, it's funny because I can say that without, without poetry, to be honest, like it's, it was a genuine fact of it's, her as a person. Very um, honest, yeah. And uh, it was a testament um, that after we were married and got our month before she uh, unfortunately passed away, um, I won't go into that traumatic night, <laughs> but... Um, but you were there. I was there. Yeah, yeah. just it, like it you was, promised. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a very much like... It was, it was a very much in, in your arms situation. That's what happened. How was that month, though? I can't imagine <laughs> the turmoil the, um, and the, the emotional hell... Um, I'm finally crying on Ghost of Boyfriend's Fast, everybody. <laughs> it's it's fine. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> no, you. I can't. I just can't imagine that hell. Um, yeah. And I'm sure you're sick and tired of people saying I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure that gets old rather quick. Um, yeah. But I am sorry, genuinely sorry that, that that's that that's your goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm um, sorry. But God, you guys looked amazing at that wedding. Like I wasn't uh. there because I was living in Sydney at the time. <laughs> And I actually feel really sad that I never got to meet Raf because I had just moved to Sydney sure. um, probably the year before. But Emma, who's friend of the podcast and yes. has guested a couple of times, um, she was very, very close with Raf. So it was like mm. these two friendship circles that would normally have not connected at just all. Overlapped. And I never yeah. hear anything other than 
the highest praise for how much of a fucking legend <laughs> Raph was <laughs> to yes, everybody. Yes. Not to mention, you know, a, a voice that's just ethereal and out of this world as mm. a jazz singer. Mm. And um, the fact that you... I just she looked so fucking happy on your wedding day. Like she looked so she, fucking happy. She told happy. me um she told me a story that when she the whole morning going through everything and getting ready as as you do as a bride, um going through uh all that sort of stuff. It it was it was excruciating actually. She was dealing mm. with a lot of abdominal pain and yeah, and right. she just kept like I've got to get to this freaking church. Oh, poor lady. Um she says that when she got out of the car and her dad took her by the arm and everything like that. Um it all, it all just disappeared. Wow. Um, I have to take a word for it, as I always will. <laughs> um, but, but she said all that pain disappeared and uh, for the entire ceremony um, up until when we had gotten back for the reception, which was held at our parents' place again, um, there was no pain there. Um, unfortunately, that evening, we went through the world's most awful series of pain um, <laughs> together when gosh. we had to spend our, um, our wedding night in an, in an ICU. Oh, dear. Um, but um, she got her day. She got it. She got her day. And honestly, considering everything, that's the best we could have asked for uh, in the end. We got a month after that together. And you asked earlier, you know, how was that month? Um, I spent... Um, it's miraculous that, that... I don't think... I think my job might have fired me. But <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't remember. even going in. I, d I, I don't know. I, I think I found out when I went back in and, the, and, and they said, oh, we have a, yeah, okay, we'll work that out. <laughs> I learned I had a job still somehow. But um, that, yeah, that entire time we spent together and I became uh, effectively a hospice care. I learned what hospice was. Yes, um, sure. Uh, uh, you know, I learned what buying a $3,000 chair to help someone be able to stand up and down was. I learned what um, lymph nodes were and, and um, when lymphatic fluid, all these horrible, horrible things that you don't hear enough about and you, know, and you get to see it and learn about these things when it's your 29-year-old wife. Yeah, um, of course. Who had her birthday and then had her wedding day and then had her death in the same three-month period. <sighs> And it's 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 very strange um, to go through that period of you know the general sort of grieving period after that where you're very angry and you know you go through your denials and all those sort of seven steps and stuff and realizing that they don't happen in order <laughs> right <laughs> they happen it's all not, at once it's a messy project process <laughs> <Yeah>. and. Uh, <sighs> I look back now and everything like that, and I'm, I'm, I realize there's something very interesting about our relationship. And it was for me that it had to be me in the end, is what I sort of, I've sort of realized. Like, because I know she, ha she has these ex boyfriends that are in her life and these people that love her mm. and these people that are around her constantly. Um, but it turned out that despite all that love and all that care that they have for her, no one was able to be that person that she needed in those times and there are some of those people that love her and, and like family and stuff like that who don't care much for me anymore mm. and I don't blame them and and by any means um, yeah. sort of thing because I was someone that was you know 
force fed into their life yes. yeah. at this time that they had barely known and became their daughter's entire world and their friend's entire world mm. and all of a sudden had this power to say what can and can't happen to her and because they're claiming to know her better. Sure, yeah. So it's that's that's an, that's been an it's interesting really thing for me. It's a really tough thing. It's not easy. You're, do, yeah, no. you're a husband, but also you're a very new yeah. relationship. They knew me less than... They, 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 didn't know, they knew I was a name. Yeah. Yeah, you know? right. Wow, and I all of a sudden, I'm, 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 all of a sudden I'm living in houses. I'm, I'm sharing brunches and stuff with them as the person that their friend and daughter are getting married to. Like, it's a lot. Mm. And, but, and their daughter's dying of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. But she, but you think you're right when you just say that she needed, she needed you in her life, and I think you came into her life exactly when, yeah, she needed you. But that's yeah, that's that's what I reckon. And yeah, and I'm, it's it's weird because like I I'm not, I'm not the most religious people. I'm not the most spiritual person, sure. but I do believe in the concept of. Uh, uh, a wave that we're all kind of riding mm. um, and that we're all trying to make our best of yep. um, sort of thing. And Raphael was the wave that came and hit me and that was the one I had to learn um, to be with and to help and nurture. And, you know, she helped me become an adult and a good person and the, the man I wanted to be and showed me how um, what actual non-conditional love really was um and i always thought that i'd never be able to repay her for that but i remember when i was holding her it had been about 10 15 seconds after she had passed that the paramedics had rocked up and told us you know they actually was interesting the paramedics told me and said did she does she have a dnr which is a do not resuscitate mm. which we had had a very long discussion about that she did not want <laughs> did not want to have that 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 resuscitation thing um and that's when i you know uh, stopped uh, doing cpr and that's when i i sat back and i remember cracking my head on the uh, on the bathroom counter <laughs> um but um i sat back exhausted because i'm doing it for about half an hour um and uh uh, I remember leaning in and telling her that we had this whole we had this whole thing the whole way through this concept of fight for Raphael, and I remember telling her that I was just going to keep fighting for it. And you have like, <laughs> oh God, now I'm going. <laughs> Clint's been so great since yes. then in in you know making sure that people are aware of of that bowel cancer is something that can happen to young people and being a really strong advocate for making sure that you know people get the checks that they're supposed to and fight their doctors if they say that they don't want them yeah, you know to get the you, checks you don't need a history of it no like there was cuz i i had some issues at one point and i remember going to my doctor and them going oh no you're too young for bowel cancer and i just went I'm sorry, told them Clint's story and also told them that I do have the cancer gene in my family. And mm. I was like, so you're checking me, mm. even if you're telling me that I'm too young for this shit, because I know people who have died because they were, you know, because people didn't look for it soon enough or know what to look for. Yeah. And yeah, so we'll, we'll whip around to what we've learned is mm. the biggest thing that I've learned is, is trust that when something is wrong with your body 
go and go and get any anything that doesn't feel normal checked yeah. out. If anything. In, if in doubt, yeah. check it out. We'll Absolutely. It a it's a hundred percent of the case. Every, every time that it's you know you do know yourself. Um, you can you know worry about little things and everything like that, but there's, there's it's the way I told everyone. It's literally your life. Yeah. It's yeah. your life. Like it's the it's it's the longest and shortest thing you'll get to do. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> this is a very very true. Um, little lesson for me, I suppose, is uh, recently uh, my nana just had a uh, had a cancer cut out of her out yeah. of her lungs. Um, and interesting how the person who's in the who who has the health concern will generally always deal with it better than their partner. <laughs> yeah. My yes. granddad drove her in to her, uh, and you know she's chipper talking to nurses, all mm-hmm. doctors, and he's a sh- the slim shadow of a of yeah. the man that once was because he's so worried about his yeah. his his wife. So uh, yeah, often sometimes in life. God or whatever being is controlling us all mm. will throw us a shitty curveball, and the person who deals with it the best might be the might be the one that's actually going through it. Mm. It's such a weird thing. We 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 you, when you care and love so much for someone to have them to have that sort of taken away from yeah, you. Yeah, the like, the scary. It was. I think what helped me uh, survive uh, through it um, and since it is knowing that I did everything I could to put myself aside um, and yeah. just care about what she wanted. Right. And you and I remember at the time, like, you weren't... Even when doctors said, okay, we're going to stop fighting, you were looking at experimental treatments oh, in Melbourne and I raising money anyway, to try and yeah. move. And unfortunately, yeah, it, it got to the stage that she couldn't, yeah, we couldn't travel, travel anymore, by the no. time. But, but like... You know, and I think just from a relationship point of view is that treasure every moment. Mm, if yeah, you get God, the yeah. feeling that you just want to do something, just just do it because you never know how long you've got left. And as you my know. Um, as my sister once told me about her own relationship, she said, "When you love them, you love them, and yeah. you either want to cherish that and be part of that every day, or you need to question about what what it is you're actually loving." Yeah, and. Uh, I never had a question in the world with her. Yeah. <laughs> and even, you know, from the middle part of that story is when somebody tells you that you've been a shit, like <laughs> yes, do yes. some self-reflection. <laughs> yep. Because yep. if you want it to work and someone tells you that you've been a shit, then you need to be the one who does the attitude adjusting. Well, it's you know? a lifelong re- uh, love affair of uh, women telling me I'm, I'm, I'm screwing up. That's why Liz and I remain in so much friends. This is why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm the... I'm the it's so funny. Like Emma's my honest friend, and I feel like sometimes I'm Clint's honest friend. Yeah, I've definitely asked you before uh, to not talk to me. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, we but you're not the friend I need right we now. Li- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And this is what's happened. There's a lot of times when when he's just been like, "Yes, you are. You are a friend, and I love you, but this is not the friend I require at this moment." We lived together for a little while in Sydney, and that was mm. f- mostly fun, but occasionally. Our communication styles have been at odds with each other. But (laughs) I think, you know, part of the reason we've stayed friends is because we're both interested in self-reflection and able to kind of look internally and realise when things aren't working. Mm. And and I'm gutted that I never got to meet Raph, but I feel like I have met her through the people that she knew. I try to... um 
I mean, I can't not sing her praises, to be honest. It, it, that's um, yeah. more <laughs> evident than anything else from hearing every word you've spoken mm. of, of this story. Nothing is more evident to, to me and I'm sure to everyone listening at home. Um, I want to thank you for sharing. Um, uh, Liz had asked me to come in once before, I think it was last <laughs> year maybe. And I, I asked yeah. at a really <laughs> wrong time because unfortunately I was like, oh, I was so excited about the podcast and then I hadn't realised that I'd actually <laughs> asked him when it was coming up to the anniversary of her passing. Was, and was I was like, 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 yeah, it was like a fuck month away. shitty and friend, I was like <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but I did, I did want to only have you on if you were wanting to share. Absolutely, and I think yeah. the, the message of getting checked and, and making sure that, you know, don't accept no when the doctors mm. tell you no. And that's, that's, that's my two biggest things. Like, I just want people to uh, know, one, how amazing uh, she yes. continues to be. Mm, yeah. Um, and, um, of course, uh, you're never too early to, uh, to get something that will kill you. It's um, yeah. That's yeah. right. Uh, a beautiful, tragic story, uh, <laughs> this one today. Uh, thank you for sharing it. Um, oh, thank hey, you. Having thank the strength having to share yeah. it. We probably don't need to do a, a long outro on this one. You um, know where to find us. Yeah. Please rate, review and subscribe and write in. We'll have um, some links to some different cancer services in the show notes yes. um, as well as um, maybe some links to Raf's work if there's Absolutely. some work Absolutely. You can find there. a Raphael Faith on SoundCloud anytime you want. Fantastic. She's um, an amazing jazz singer, of course. I, I feel like <laughs> so cliche saying voice of an angel, but... Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Mm. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> um, so thank you, Clint. I'm endlessly grateful for you coming on and, and hopefully the listeners got something out of it. Yep. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks. Hey there, I'm Parker, host of Misfigured Life. Misfigured Life is an educational podcast that respects your time and absolutely nothing else. Realistic steps to accomplish projects and tasks explained like you're just a little bit special and in less time than it takes other shows to even get to the point. It covers wildly varying topics from robbing a bank to tending a garden and everything in between. Stop ignoring the background banter podcasts and learn something you could actually use. At least one new episode a week, which day specifically will be a surprise every week. Probably subscribe or something. A That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.